0: Hello everyone, my name is Vanessa menendez Covelo, and this is the Fresh Needle podcast, where I interview fresh graduates and acupuncture students from all over the world, and we discuss their experiences as students or running own clinics, particularly in these very weird times of COVID-19. I want to tell you about an amazing opportunity that is opening up for new graduates who are looking to build their acupuncture practice. Nava Karman is a leading acupuncturist and herbalist specializing in fertility gynecology and the immune system. She has run the fertility support company for over 20 years. Nava is launching a new mastermind group exclusively for new graduates. This mastermind group will meet every two weeks to provide mentoring, guidance, and inspiration. And will focus on clinical skills and the practicalities of building a business this will be a close-knit group of practitioners who will work together for a year to develop the skills and habits required to be clinically effective and financially successful i recently did a session with nava and what i like the most about it is how safe i felt about discussing my fears and worries i came out of it with a list of very practical achievable steps to implement change there are only 6 places in the group so you need to apply quickly. Go to www.fertilitysupport.expert/graduate My guest today is Andrea Dewhurst, a second year student at the City College of Acupuncture in London, United Kingdom. Most of you will know Andrea from her extremely popular Instagram account and Facebook group, The Channel Project and The Channel Project Case Files, where she shares her learning process through infographics, case studies and conversations with highly respected TCM educators. Welcome, Andrea.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This is so exciting exciting because I think we've known each other for a couple of years now, but we very rarely get the chance to talk.
1: I know. And it is so odd because I feel like I know you really well through all the work that you're doing on, you know, virtually through Instagram. But yeah, because I think when we were at college together, you were obviously starting clinic and, you know, so you were always really busy with that. And um, so, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so it's really great great to finally chat.
0: Yes, it's interesting because I felt like, you know, the first couple of years you have time, you have like the breaks and you have the lunch and then you start clinic and suddenly, even if you have like, not even one, like half a patient on a day, that's it, it
1: consumes your whole day. <laughs> I'm imagining this, I, I think we feel, I, well, I think we feel prepared for what year three looks like, but. Obviously, a we might have a very different, you know, year three. But also, um, I think we're all really like nervous that we'll see one patient and it will take us, you know, three weeks to try to diagnose them. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, what I found actually, um, because you, you get, you know, you obviously get a lot of direction and, and help from the clinicians and the assistants. So I didn't struggle that much with that as with the actual mechanics, like, um, you know, where's my patient? Oh, my God, I need to I need to get them to the cubicle. What cubicle am I in? Like, you know, <laughs> just like, where are my needles? <laughs>
1: I think I remember really clearly you taking a picture and uploading it to Instagram on your very first day of clinic and I remember thinking oh my god that looks so amazing but I can actually I can probably imagine what that felt like that first day so um, I'm sure I'll be in exactly the same boat. It'll be
0: really good fun I, I loved it. Right so um In your Instagram account, you have shared how you arrived to acupuncture and then how you decided to study. But, you know, for those listeners who haven't had the chance to read it yet, would you like to tell us how you got into acupuncture?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I try to be honest about what got me into acupuncture because I think it's, um, it's important. Um, I hope other people agree, but it's also something that I feel quite, you know, still uncomfortable talking about. But I think, like I've said, it's important because it actually changed my health and it, it really has actually fundamentally changed my life. So um so my backstory before um studying acupuncture was is that I'd actually gone to the doctor after I'd had my first child, because I was really not coping and I just was super out of control and it feels quite hard talking about those things because it's quite uncomfortable when you're sort of in that position and um, but the doctor was amazing and and we tried lots of things and um, like CBT which is that cognitive behavioral therapy I saw counselors and I just wasn't finding it was the right solution for me and probably looking back I'd probably been having these feelings for a long time and um, even before having children and um it just felt really awful but she was so supportive and she said to me on one of the last appointments I saw her she said oh would you consider trying acupuncture um before we start medication because obviously we were looking at antidepressants and and at the time I was just like yeah I'll do anything like I need to not feel this out of control and, um, like, she was really good because she'd actually talked about her own experience with acupuncture, how it really helped her with IVF and emotions that are run alongside, um, alongside that. And so, yeah, I went and I found a local acupuncturist. And honestly, like, from that day onwards, I believe that both of them really changed my life. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I try to be honest about that because I'm sure – Lots of people have those feelings Um, and I'm not suggesting everyone goes and changes their whole life to go and study acupuncture, but that's kind of, although maybe they should because it is so awesome, but you know, it's, um, I think it's an important backstory for people to get, Um, but yeah, so that's how I got into going to having acupuncture and I felt so peaceful, like it was actually the very first session I went to. I felt so much peace after I left that one session and I'd felt really heard. Um, the therapist I went to see or practitioner, she, there was just so little judgment. I'm sure she'd met lots of people who had had similar things and, um, she was just really, she was just perfect for me. And so, yeah, so I was seeing her for, I was seeing her weekly actually for about six months, which was a lot. Um, but she completely, not cured me. I wouldn't. I don't think I can be cured. But um, she's really helped me, and also, so I was going to see her like once a week, and she would just walk out of her back door and uh, go into her clinic, and I would sit there for an hour, and she would put needles in me, and I was like, this is really amazing. So not only is she using a medicine that is really helping me, but she's also walking out of her back door. And going into her clinic space, and at the time I was commuting into London five days a week, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" So this is actually like an alternative life that is really appealing. So yeah, so that's kind of. I literally went from the jump of August. I rang up the City College of Acupuncture, and they didn't have any spaces for me starting that September. But as luck would have it, a space came up, and I just immediately started. So it was amazing,
0: really amazing. That's a great story. And and first of all, thanks for talking so openly about these things because what I have seen, you know, in, in the student clinic and now in the few months I, I actually managed to practice before the COVID-19 lockdown, um, I would say out of everyone that comes through my door, there's probably about 70% of people that say that they have anxiety or they feel depressed or there's some sort of, you know, Emotional um, thing that's impacting their life, and I I see that people struggle telling me they feel a little bit embarrassed or a little bit like oh you know, and there's always almost like oh like they're apologizing like oh I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah. And it's like, Well, you you do you do and and you know you are not to blame for feeling. There's no shame here. It's just mm-hmm. you know if you break a toe you go fix it yeah same thing yeah so yeah thank you so much for talking about that I think people should if they feel comfortable people should be feel safe to talk about these things
1: yeah and it's uh, I think that lots of um there's lots of feelings that come alongside expressing how you feel like you know shame or whatever and you shouldn't feel this way because there's no need to be or Um, But I think that that's what I've really learned from talking to um, lots of different practitioners now, it's acupuncturists I'm really talking about, is that they seem to have such an amazing way of listening because they're really interested in all of you. Um, You know, the emotional side is really, really important. Um, I've just put up a post about emotions and it's been my best post I've ever put up because I think people really recognise that the way you feel has such an impact on your health. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I really loved about seeing that acupuncturist and others that I've seen since is that they seem to have such a good way of, of making that such a safe space to talk about how you feel about life. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And and the other thing that you mentioned is, you know, her uh, crossing her own back door to get into her <laughs> clinic. And, you know, for anyone that's listening, if I made... If I might be able to give just one piece of advice would be try to set up a clinic close to your house. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your house if you don't want to, but my clinic is literally 30 seconds down the road. And the impact of that in the quality of my life is just, you know, I used to commute an hour and five minutes, (laughs) um, two different tube lines every each way. And now I just walk down.
1: I, I, I think commuting, in fact, it's actually one of the things that I've noticed about since lockdown here is that the not commuting has made me feel so much better, <laughs> you know, the not rushing to get from one place to another um, and sitting on a train or whatever it may be, however you commute. Um, I've actually really enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm definitely thinking very hard about making sure my future self, you know, has something convenient to me.
0: Yeah, no, I do recommend it. And I think also what happens is, you know, London is a very crowded city. And I think there's something really primal where, you know, you just deep inside feel uncomfortable because you are surrounded by all these strangers, people that are not your tribe. So I think it comes back to like years and years, thousands of years of evolution of, you, you know, your own body saying, you don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah, I mean definitely I don't ever want to get back on a tube again so I'll be that's always in the back of my mind (laughs) yeah no I hear
0: you so um, you know I remember when you started with um, your Instagram account and uh, you know you were so excited about um, starting your course but it has evolved really strongly during this this couple of years um, and you know at the moment it's almost like you are you are sharing all your learning online? You, know? <laughs> you go and you do your reading for the lectures, and immediately there's like you know amazing infographics. Um, I like the way you present your things, uh, the things because it's so clear. You know, I like the infographics, it's, it's a very kind of for visual learners. Um, you get with you know, you get the, the images in your mind.
1: Um, mm. so it's
0: fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah, no, thank you. Yes, I mean. It- Yes, I mean, when I started the account, um, I just started at college, and it was really kind of. I mean, if anyone, if you know me, I have a brain like a sieve, which is so unfortunate. In fact, it's actually one of the things I'm using lockdown to like investigate more from a TCM point of view is why does my memory is so shocking? But um, yeah, I mean, when I first started, it was just really a case of documenting my journey. This is a completely huge transition you know I'd gone from working five days a week in London I'd quit my job I was studying um you know so it was kind of just one of those things and then I kind of what I realized as I started studying was uh I had actually forgotten how to learn I'd found it been 20 years since i would left university almost and um and Chinese medicine, I don't know whether I find it just really hard or whether it is really hard. Um, but I was just, I'd read something, and then the next day I'd be like, oh, I don't know what that was, and it just felt like an uphill struggle. And so I started doing with my Instagram. I started doing initially like a, a post a week, which was basically like a summary of what I'd learned that week, and. I don't know it just really evolved from that so not so from what I did that week to almost like everything that I'd ever read read about Chinese medicine to where I am today but um I just found along the way that both I really loved the creative side of it was something that was new to me um I had never had a creative job or I can't draw for toffee um and yeah i just i just really love it and i found that along the way being really visual oh it's made it so much easier the learning and yeah so i i really really enjoy creating them and i find it then therefore much easier to learn mm. so
0: yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, and they do. They do tell us at the beginning of the course that you know it's really important to find the ways that you learn, because I remember on the first year I I, I went to the British Library I think um, with my husband because he was going to he he's doing a diploma in archaeology, and I was doing my thing, and I remember sat on the bus on the way back home and I said to him, "I'm never going to be able to learn the points," <laughs> like literally. <laughs> I just I just I thought. I, this is, this is just not going to happen. You know, I used to have a brain. I got several degrees when I was younger, but that's just not going to happen at the moment.
1: Uh, the points are something that, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we all have our specialist area, Um, mine is probably more the theory the points I can I know where they are but god I can hardly ever remember what they do Um, but you know I think that's been the really awesome thing about actually what I found about creating these posts is that is you experiment with different ways and then sometimes you find something that clicks well and actually the thing that I'm probably the most grateful for is is whilst making these, I've had so many amazing conversations with acupuncturists and acupuncture students from just Malaysia or Australia, you know, like people who I would probably not ever, you know, speak to or or get a chance to understand from. So, yeah, I mean, it has definitely taken on a life of its own and, you know, but I still really count it as a, such a, an amazing tool for sharing ideas and, and being able to talk to people. I'm probably quite forward in that way. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't feel as comfortable as I've sort of, I've just reached out to people and they've been so giving with their knowledge. Um, so I would definitely suggest people do that more.
0: Yeah, there's definitely so much engagement in your Instagram account. You know, people comment, people, there's conversations. And then, you know, out of that, you built your case studies um, Facebook group. Do you want to tell us about that? Because I think it's really interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think um, the case studies group actually came from, we had a lesson with one of our tutors right at the very beginning of our second year. And he gave us a case and then he was like, right, you've got, 20 minutes to go through and make your diagnosis and then at the end of it we'll discuss oh I honestly this changed my whole perspective of of learning I thought it was such an incredible way to take we all like all 16 of us in a class we saw one case study and you know at the end of it we all kind of came out with different ben and biao and points and the things that we saw and the reasons why we justified it, you know, there are people that are much more into sort of, you know, the the mother child, you know, the sort of five elements. elements—and And I just thought this was such an incredible way to learn, because not only did I have my own thoughts, I also had 15 people's thoughts about what they were seeing. And I think it's both the blessing and the curse of Chinese medicine is that, I think you can. There's a lot of information out there, right? And there's a lot of different styles, and there's a lot of different thoughts about what something means. But I don't think you should be closed off to those those ideas. And so, yeah, I and so after that lesson, I thought oh, I really want to do this on a on a scale. I want to be able to um, bring this learning to everybody. And so, I created a Facebook group. And um, you know, just invited practitioners or students to to come and observe a case, um, make their own diagnosis, and then I would have a week later a guest TCM practitioner who would come and video and give their own take on it. And so I think we've had today, we've had Kenton from TCM Graduate TV. We've had I love some- Kenton. Yeah, I mean, these are people who. Yeah, I mean they are just really, really incredible at what they're doing, and they make it simple as well. That's the other thing that I've always really enjoyed about their own style is that I think Chinese medicine you can make it as complicated as you like. Um, my own style is to try and make it as simple as I can, um, and I think I've probably been more um, drawn to those types of practitioners who say what they see. Mm. And, and treat that.
0: Yeah, that's that's very interesting because I think that's what I found. Sometimes I found it slightly hard. I mean, it's it's great to have diversity of um, views. It's amazing. And for example, in, in my cohort, there were people that were quite um, aligned with Western medicine. Well, there were people that were totally, you know, like <laughs> didn't even want to know what the you know, normal function or Western functions of the liver are. Um, But I found, at least for my own learning, I needed to keep it really, really basic. I needed to keep it really basic and really simple because if I started going ahead and reading, you know, if they told us to read, you know, a couple of chapters of a couple of books for for the lecture upcoming, I couldn't read 10 more because then I would just my brain would explode so my own own view has always been like keep it really simple you have a whole lifetime ahead of you to then get into the subtleties yes
1: I'm all with you on this if I see a red face I'm gonna if there's other signs and symptoms that point to heat I'm, I'm going with you know it's I think we can make it super complicated, but my whole – that's and I think that's actually where Instagram really lends itself because if something's really pictorial, you can't be really Mm. nuanced. You kind of have to be a bit simple about it. So I think that, uh, yeah, I I do well with simple. But I think the case studies group – I'm not sure what it's going to future is going to look like, but it has taught me so much. Um, it's taught me that I'm horrendous at taking case studies. Um, I get so bogged down in the 10 questions and sometimes the questions I ask are not actually, I don't think are that relevant. And, and then I'm trying to diagnose a hundred different things because I've got their life history from birth to the current day um, so I think that that's been a really helpful learning, actually, because it's me- meant that I've had to go away and think about how I want to approach having a consultation with somebody and get the right information. Um, the other thing it's taught me is, is that I just can't do tongues and pulses. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> I just, it was really funny. One of the um, cases was done by um, Education, who she also does these awesome um, quizzes and she actually said in her video she was like I'm fairly certain that as a you know as a student the pulse positions are wrong from what I can see from all the signs and symptoms Almost certainly I mean you know it's it's again it's a life lifetime of learning and I'm really not there and yeah the other bits that I've got out of it I think I hope that other people have too is that sometimes they offer little insights these TCM practitioners that are nuance that you maybe hadn't considered. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a really good time for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know about all the other members of the case studies, but they have got something from it.
0: <laughs> well, about the pulse, I personally think that every single TCM student must at some point have a meltdown about the policies, <laughs> uh, you know, and if you haven't, then you're not taking it very seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I really have many meltdowns about it because, I'm like, oh like, my
0: you know, God, this is just impossible. Um, but you know, you cannot you cannot throw their hand away, but if I, if I would up at some point, like, <laughs> I cannot do this.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, um, it's one of those skills that I, I'm just accepting that I'm I'm not good at it right now and hopefully at some point I'll be able to tell the difference between all the qualities. Um, but I think at the moment, actually, even I was, um, I've just bought this new printer, sorry, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent, but I bought this new printer and I'm printing out a load of my notes and I've done a post about the pulses and um, the Bob Floor's book is actually really good because he says, if you can find speed and depth and, you know, you can start to narrow down basically what, what pulse qualities you're going to look at. And I revisited it last night and I thought, right, okay, I know if I've got a fast pulse, it's going to be these sort of pop- – so I think there are ways, again, of making it a bit more simple, but, I mean, I go with depth and <laughs> and, and speed and just kind of hope for the best. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I found for me, it was, you know, even though we really had to take a lot of pulses for the portfolios and everything, but it was just getting in the student clinic and later in my own clinic when, you know, time over time after taking so many people's pulses, you start thinking, ah, that's what they said. when, And you're like, (laughs) okay, I'm like a a year and a half late, but thank you.
1: (laughs) I don't think you're a year and a half late. I think really (laughs) genuinely, yeah, I think it takes a lifetime. So, but yes, I think... (laughs) Yeah, everyone I speak to says it's like a nemesis
0: yeah it's it's hard um so for our listeners who might not know i'm a teaching assistant at the college but mostly with the first years um so we've had to shift all the classes (laughs) um, because of the lockdown and um you know i used to assist on the practical classes on on point locations so that's all gone for now for me Mm -hmm. so i don't actually know what's going on with with you guys with (laughs) your year what's been the shuffling
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of shuffling. Um, You know, it's been a steep learning curve for for all of us. You know, the college, for all the students, you know, this is unprecedented. And actually, I think the college have done well with what we have, right? Um, You know, so it's all gone to online learning. So all of our classes now are taught through Teams. And, you know, there's been things that we're trying to, you know, make work. And, you know, I think slowly, we're sort of getting there. And it's good to start seeing your peers again, and and having discussions. You know, it's we're not able to do any of the practical elements, obviously, either. And if I let myself get too caught up in it, I start to panic a bit, because I think the second half of our second year would have been starting to really get into you know how do you needle do twenty, and do, do, you know mm. start to understand how to how to angle the needle properly, and you know, and just needle practice in general is so so key. Um, so I think the college have done a good job with, like I say, with what we've done, and we're sort of attending quite a few of the, or we're allowed to attend some of the year three classes as well. Um, oh. So, which has actually been awesome. So I think we've had, so next week we've got a a pulses lesson, actually. Um, We've got, sorry, if you can hear my dog, he's rolling around on the carpet. making Um, That's okay. We love dogs in this podcast. (laughs) So um, we've got that and we've, we've been able to attend lots of sort of stuff we would have been touching on in our third year. So that's been awesome. But, you know, I have two small kids at home and they're not that keen on me, you know, going off and spending time doing this. So it can be frustrating and it's not ideal, but we're all, you know, you just have to make the most of it, don't you? And uh, make your learning fit around what your current situation is. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, trial by fire, I think. I'm I'm quite lucky in that I do really love the theory side of it, so actually I'm quite happy to go and sort of immerse myself in a book um, and and do those things. So yeah, it's uh, yeah we miss we miss college so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I say th- I think about it. I try to I try to think of bringing the you know the the water element into it, right? So we need to be a bit like water right now and find another way around that big rock that has been put in front of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually that's a really, really good way of thinking about it. I hadn't really considered it um like that because actually you can be quite creative with how you spend your time if you if you if you can and if you're able to. Um so yeah, you just sort of have to work your way, yeah, around that big rock and you know, there's no, there's going to be no taking away from the fact that when we enter our third year, it's going to be a different world that we go, go into. Um, you know, I, I follow quite a lot of Facebook groups who are, you know, talking about, you know, what personal protection. You know, it's going to be very different to the eye pillows that I'd made and I imagined my future clients wearing. And you know, it's it's yep. just it's just going to be different, different setup. I just have to use the eye pillows for myself. Yeah, well, you can never go wrong with having eye pillows for yourself. But
0: yes, it's. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's just such an exercise in uncertainty at the moment. Like, you know, I have my clinic down the road 30 seconds and from time to time I go to clean because I think, well, okay, it's closed, but it should still be clean. And then I'm yeah. standing there in my own clinic thinking, God, I don't know when I'll, I don't know if I'll remember anything, actually. <laughs> <It's> like,
1: oh. <laughs> be like riding a bike or something like that or whatever the saying is but yeah I mean it will be it will be a different different way of treating I think it will be it'll be a bit more clinical maybe to start with and but you will and it will be great once you're all able to start practicing again because I really believe that traditional Chinese medicine has a really valid place alongside other medical um Or other medicines. So once you're back up and running, I I think it's our time. (laughs) Absolutely, and I think you know. I think
0: one of the you know silver linings in the COVID nineteen situation is that people are now taking their general health very seriously. They know that they have to have their immune systems on track. They know that they need to be fit and healthy, just in case you know if they catch the virus, they want to give themselves the best chances. And actually, I've got this. um, people scheduled to come in as soon as I can open the clinic. I've got a bunch mm-hmm. of NHS workers that I've offered treatments to. And, you know, I really thought, because when I first made this offer locally um, into a local Facebook group of, of people that live near me, I thought, you know, doctors and, and and nurses might not be that, you know, that open to acupuncture. But yeah. it's people are really into it and, and really kind of like... Um, um, that oh amazing
1: yes yes I I'm really excited. Could be an amazing you know. There's actually lots of research or there's big. There was a big study done, you know, about um, the work that acupuncture. Uh, Christie's research, I think, uh, about the acupuncture and 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 cancer helping with you know cancer relief. I'm, I'm really hoping that the NHS become more and more open to to what we do and if yeah. staff are open to it you know, all of that will propel it forward
0: yeah and even if it's just in terms of referrals you know but um, it, it was quite interesting because I think I have like eight people signed up two doctors and six nurses and about half of them you know they would like to be helped with anxiety because obviously you know they are going through a really really hard time at the moment and the other half won't help with back pain because these are nurses that are lugging people in and out of, of beds and things like that. So I'm quite excited to see yeah. that that there's not this confrontation mm-hmm. between Western and Eastern medicine.
1: Yeah, I think that is incredible to hear. And like I said, I really do believe that um, I think we need to understand causes so much better um, of, of ill health. And by that, I mean the general public because I'm really passionate about understanding how we got to the place that we're in. Um, it's not a blame game. It's just, you know, we live in a world which was so fast paced and food was what you got. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to understand that actually a lot of the decisions, the way, you know, our emotions, the food, we eat, the way we work, all of those things are important for us to understand. And, uh, and hopefully can help with yes sorry I needed to let the dog out he really (laughs) was
0: happening in the rest of the house (laughs) 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 but I you know I think I think it's amazing like you know I'm recording a podcast and I'm talking about the dog and you know my family they're (laughs) each one in their own room working and then the dog goes and you know they pick him up and and say hello And actually, what I have seen is obviously, you know, there are the people that have lost their jobs and that's really terrible. Um, But the people that can actually work from home, they're actually having kind of a good time sometimes because they're like, I'm not commuting and I can show my dog in front of the, you know, Zoom screen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the dogs are definitely the winners, though, out of this whole situation.
0: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They're like, they probably engineered it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my two are having living their best life at the moment cuz we're all home all the time. But uh, <laughs> there was a was circulated where the dog was hiding on the top of the cupboard cuz it was so sick of all the members of family trying to like, take it out for a walk. <laughs> Which, yeah. I think
0: so in terms of your Instagram and your Facebook groups, um, you know, have you thought about the future of them or are you just kind of like going with the flow, with the water element?
1: <laughs> yeah, going with the water. Um, I think the, the Instagram is is something I, I really love. I love the connections that I've made. Um, I love the way that it helps me learn. Um, I love that it's given me a different outlet to be sort of creative and... Um, You know, the Facebook group, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'd like to have a re-look at it and and see if there's a different way of doing it. There's actually um, TCM Gynecology. I saw that you followed along with some of the way he does it and – I'm not proficient enough to guide people the way that he does but um, I would like to give him a shout out because honestly um, if you join his group he puts up a, a case study just a written case study with a picture of a tongue I think and then he literally makes you go through step by step so he's like how old because obviously all of his patients are gynecology patients and so like how old are they right what which two organs you know are we most likely to be seeing at this age um what sort of body type are they what sort of you know and it's a really step-by-step way of making your diagnosis and you know as I've said previously I like basic I like being able to just take some take small steps to get to your end um, diagnosis so whether I would try and do something similar with um with the Facebook group I'm not sure I'm not sure I think people have got a lot on and it's kind of overwhelming as well to be thinking about lots of different things during this yeah. time um obviously as we know like water is fear and I think fear holds you still sometimes because you kind of do I go you know yeah and I've got to I've got to the point where I'm actually
0: starting to resent all those memes that say oh you know if you if you don't come out of the lockdown with a new skill and I'm like well I don't want to (laughs) you know I'm I'm scared and and I'm worried about my clinic so let me just be please it's okay to just exist
1: I, I really, I, I, I really believe that that to be true. Um, you know, it, it's okay to not want to do anything with this time other than survive. Um, you know, it's it's it is it's a yeah. We we will we are making history at this moment in time. You know, it's it's going to be talked about for many thousands of years, probably about how the world stood still um and yeah I remember starting off the lockdown as I, I made two hats I'd like weeded my front garden which I hadn't done since we would moved in you know I had all these things that I I did um and I haven't done since because actually it is okay if I've just kept my kids alive that day um it's all myself you know it, it's totally fine Yes, Do we absolutely. Can. Yes. No, I, I cleaned the top of my kitchen cabinets on the first oh, week wow. of
0: lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then oh, I was, wow. yeah, <laughs> and that's about the most I've done ever since. Um, I, I, I really think the message for, you know, all our colleagues, you know, fellow students, fellow graduates is that we are all doing the best we can, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really – I saw some amazing advice the other day. Um, It was in an article, and it was from Clara from AccuPro Academy, and she said, um, just stick to your own lane. You know, you can see lots of people doing lots of things with their time, and and it's probably the downside of Instagram is that you sort of think everyone is doing all of this stuff, and they're so much further ahead – um but I read that piece of advice and I have taken it wholeheartedly because I'm like I can't judge myself on what somebody else is is doing or not doing or you know and I think it's really really important and that is actually one of the messages that I would like to to say or to reiterate as you have is that it's okay for you to do what you need to do in this time. And if that is you want to keep learning or, you know, there's lots of tools out there at the moment, then that's absolutely fine. But if you feel like that's not, you know, just stick to what you need to do. Um, yeah, I really liked yeah. that piece of advice. There was a great
0: there was a really good one on, on, I think I found it on Facebook. It was a post that said, this morning I woke up at five in the morning. I meditated for an hour. I ran 10 kilometers. I baked sourdough. I played with my kids. I'm homeschooled them. I worked for five hours. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you lie. <laughs> yeah. I remember reading it and I was getting myself really worked up <laughs> and then you know you get the punchline and you're like oh my god thank god
1: <laughs> yeah. oh yes yeah I mean I try to be quite balanced on my page which is that you know it's some days are awesome and other days I'm just like oh this was just you know it's it's not it's not great and um so, but it's uh yeah I think everyone just work on what you need to do each day, and I mean the one piece of learning that I have I have found is doing the case studies. Um, you know, outside of our learning, I've just found that to be so helpful. Um, but I say that from such a privileged position, really, because I have a house, I have we have still an income coming in. You know, it's it's really easy for me to say I can do these things because I'm not having to worry about the basics.
0: Um, so yeah. absolutely I think, yeah yeah I think and again you... thank you for being so um frank about that because again, it's one of those things where you know sometimes I think we all feel a bit bad when we see people you know overachieve, and you know the people that overachieve they 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 are doing it and they deserve the merit, but I think we also need to take into account that sometimes it's easier to do things if you don't have you know as a certain set of worries like. Um, you know, I had a colleague that was going through a, a very serious illness in the family mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. and then of course it's like, come on, you know, <laughs> this this yeah. is
1: yeah. really hard. Yeah, the motivations are different. Your your survival needs are so much different. If you've got ill health, or you're worried about where you're going to live, or um, so I yeah I do say these things from a really privileged position really, and um, I try to be grateful. <laughs> but mostly, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes that even that slips, and uh, mostly I'm kind of just thinking, oh my god, just get through till seven thirty when my kids go to bed. <laughs>
0: yes, no, every day that we we get through is a good day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun, especially because I haven't seen you for you
1: know, I know,
0: six weeks
1: week or something like that now. Yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. it does really become something when, you know, these these video interactions, I know people will only hear it as voices, but I can actually see you and it feels really like a good connection and it, you know, makes you feel more alive and, and stuff. So honestly, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm I'm, I'm really thrilled. And I think what you're doing is, is incredible. I think that we should have more conversations about what life is like um, as an acupuncture student, and also what that looks like when you graduate, because you might have a certain set of ideas um, about what that looks like. And I think it's just useful to, to really think about what actually the future is. So yeah, I think it's a really good thing what you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much. I hope that everyone joins us on uh, your Instagram account, which is called The Channel Project. And then there is a Facebook page, also The Channel Project. And then there's The Channel Project case files. So I will put all of that in the description of the episode as usual so that people can find you. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Oh, thank
1: you so much, Vanessa. Take care. You too.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.